Okay, welcome to uh, a very another very special Bear Tiger podcast. We've got a special guest, but first of all, he is special, but he's our special boy. Josh White, how are you, mate? How you doing, mate? All good? What's been happening? Not much, mate. Coaching today. Now I'm sitting down with you boys, chilling out. Coaching, ripping it. And uh, we've got the most recent Challenge Tour event champion, Todd Clements. <laughs> welcome. Cheers, boys. Yeah, glad to be on. Toppy, <laughs> <laughs> he made some time for us. I don't love you, Dad. Wentworth today, is that right? Yeah, it was lovely, actually. Glorious. You know and what golf. I mean? What weeks off are about? Golf in the sun. Said it was easy off the yellows. Would you shoot, mate? I think it was about eight under. Eight. Like did, did you actually? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he right? I know he's on the roll. Have a word. Somewhere. I only want a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> profit, profit, yeah. Yeah. profit, profit. Well, that's good. Um, well, congratulations on your eight under at Wentworth. Yeah. Off the yellow, around the West Course. How, how's it looking, by the way? To be fair, I was actually really impressed. Like, the rough's up, like, obviously four weeks to go. And then the greens are just... And the pins are really tough and it was windy. And... Yeah. Like, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Two from the edge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Oh, good, mate. So, yeah. So, thanks for coming on. We're going to talk about about your win. So, what, what was it? Which challenge event was it? Tell us. Yeah. Irish challenge. So, um, you yeah. got a good form in Ireland, don't you? Yeah, to be fair, that country's been good to me. Yeah. What, a third and a win, so nice. hopefully you can keep that going. You back there next week as well? Yeah, yeah. that event was good to me in 2019. It kind of got me my Challenge Tour card, yeah. so yeah, yes, forward yes. to that. Yeah. Back at Castle, that's, that's cool. So let, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll kind of dive a bit into your story of golf so far. Josh and I kind of come into your golfing story at some part, but what happened What happened before then? Like, so you started out, how old were you when you started? Yeah, I feel like I was late bloomer in golf, really. You know, I was mad into football. I still am, really. And then um, kind who, of... Who do you support these days? Because I remember when we first met you at Arsenal and then... Uh, yeah, like West Ham, right? I just decided that <laughs> on the day. Whoever <laughs> wins. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a West Ham fan, really. The, um, you know what I mean, season ticket and, and all that. So uh, I guess I have to be. Yeah. All right. So any trials at West Ham or... No, no, not really. I just like love playing and stuff and then kind of got into golf with my dad he um for his job and stuff what doing a bit of work at the golf local golf club and uh the owner was like oh you can come and play when you like and my dad was like well, i'm not gonna play on my own so can my son play and like me and my dad like ultra competitive <laughs> like you know, no, really yeah like it, ridiculous <laughs> so um we like found like this sound ridiculous but like a pink ball in the bush yeah and uh that become our trophy still is today. Like, you know what I mean? Is that right? Yeah. That's cool. He refuses to play for it. <laughs> has, he, like, has he got it? Yeah. you got it? He, last time we ever played for it, he won and he's never played me. Oh, again. that's it. Yeah, he's done. So, um, he's he's, say he's a smart man, isn't he? He's getting more and more shots now. I know. Yeah. The, um, yeah, like, I mean, he's up to about 24. I've got really? no chance of beating him anymore. But um, yeah, I kind of got into that and then kind of just fell in love with like the self progression side of it. And uh, So what uh, age were you when you started? 12. Really. So 12, okay. And then kind of by the age 16, where were you at then? Still like just breaking into the county side. Like really, right. I feel it was like really late bloomer. I remember. Handicap like, around about that sort of time? 16, I think it was about, I'm going to guess about four. Right, okay. Like, like still quite high at that age. Yeah, I just enjoyed that. Like I said to you earlier, but um, just self-progression and like I, I can control how much better I get. I yeah. always felt like I was reasonable at football, but you always have to rely on other people's opinions. Yeah, and then I kind of I had like a little breakthrough. I finished third at just our local championship S exam, and uh, again, my dad's been massively inf- influential in my career. One of his like clients was like, "Oh, I have like a home in the, the Middle East. Would Todd go out and play these? Like, I've never heard of it before, but at the time, the Minotaur." And and I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to." So I went and done like four events out there, and kind of yeah, progressed from there really. So that would have been around twenty seventeen or twenty. Uh, before that, fifteen. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. So that was that. That was a start. So that was. So you went out, and played the Mina tour, and we met. Yeah, you were actually we in played my first. Together, right? Yeah, first, we? first, ever, first time I picked it up. Absolutely bricking it. Was it? Was it the creek? Course, yeah. The creek, yeah. Creek, yeah. Wearing your nice. red trousers, or shorts actually. Red shorts, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah my lucky shorts, those. Yeah, I mean, Florence, yeah, that's right. I, was, I, I remember, like, um, I'm there, like, absolutely bricking it. Hour on the range, forty degrees, sweating like mad. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm playing with Rocco Sangest and Zane Scotland. So I was like, got good draw here. First time out, like, yeah, yeah. like buzzing. And, um, you know what I mean? Like Zane, obviously he's been playing Minotaur, well, the goat really. 
I'm like there practicing away, like grinding hour in. I'm like, it's got 15 minutes to go. Still don't see him. <laughs> 10 minutes to go. Still don't see him. Oh, he's there on the chipping green. I'm like sharing a buggy and I'm like, are we not on a tee? He's like, yeah, I'll be over in a minute. And he's like, yeah, one minute to go, rolls up, you know, what Zed's like, and uh, yeah, away we go. <laughs> Just keeping it simple. To be fair, it's so hot. That's you warm say, up in no time, don't you? Probably having a coffee with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you used to do, didn't we? Just, just like, yeah. be like 12 minutes to go. It's like, no, it's too hot to go outside. I'll be hot when I walk to the team. So, yeah. Mad how like your warm up changes when you're yeah. out there. It's mad. You don't want to tie yourself out. You're almost saving yourself trying to be outside. When, you, when it's that hot, you're almost trying to go, right, I want to be out. The round's going to take four hours and 20 minutes, thinking I just need to be in the heat for four hours and 28 minutes. No, nothing extra. And a few Bakari sweats, wasn't it? A few yeah. Bakari sweats, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a drink, like, it obviously was really good in that condition, but it just sounds terrible, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, shocking. As if you're drinking someone's sweat. It literally, ta- it didn't, it's a night, it's hard to say. It kind well, of, taste yeah. it a little Bakari bit. sweat. But it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was your kind of first season and you had, you, had, you know, had some success in the first season. Did you make some cuts? Uh, like, and how did, how did that feel? You know, you're there as an amateur, as a 17 year old. What would I have been oh. then? Yeah. What's it? 15, what? Seven years ago now. Cool. I'm now testing my maths. Yeah. So you're about seven, about, yeah, about 17, 18, 18, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. So you've gone out there as an amateur to play against some pros. Admittedly not, you know, European tour, PJ tour pros, but it is still a step. When you're that sort of age, it is a bit of a different mindset and ethos. Yeah, a massive change. Like, I think that really broadened my eyes to what professional golf was like. And um, I think that was, a, when I look back at that, that was probably one of the massive things that in my career so far that I look back on. Like, that, that really changed my attitude. It changed your outlook with it a little bit. Yeah, massively. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at how I did it and how some players that, you know, that I thought I looked up to at, at that time and how they did it and their attitude on the golf course, off the golf course. And that, that really like, I guess, guided me, like self-guided me for um, the next, definitely the next few years. Yeah, it is, it is slightly different. Cause I know in amateur golf, you are quite bound by like who's getting picked for what team. And you know, you judge, your confidence is a little bit judged off of what someone else says, the status that you yeah. are. Whereas then, you know, when you're in professional golf, really everyone's, no one, no one cares. Everyone's just walking around with their blinkers on, so bothered about themselves. They don't even know what else, what, what is going on around the corner. Yeah, that, that's how I looked at it. And then obviously like when I was like, uh, you know, I, I kind of was right on the outskirts of my county squad for a long time. And even like when I was 14, they kind of said, no, you're not, you're not progressing how we want you to and stuff. So they like dropped me into like the second team. And like, you know, that kind of actually... I feel like I got my steely character from my dad and it was like, well, I am good enough. I'm not, so that I, was a good thing, really? Yeah, massive. I, I, I still reach out and my dad reminds me daily a, a, pretty much about it. Like, remember those times because when, when you're at home. Oh, man, now he's going, you're not good enough, mate. You're in the second yeah. team. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, how did you take that? Was that a bit of a, like a, a fuck you, so I'm going to like carry on? Like I'm going to like knuckle down more and go from there? Or yeah, my, I remember I stood it clear as day now. Like I'm still in my kitchen. It's a big deal at the time. You're probably gutted. Yeah, I was crying my eyes out, mate. Absolutely devastated. And my dad was like, you've got two choices here, son. You either do something else or you face the music. And like, I felt like I've been brought up with that steely attitude. I was like, no, I'm going to, yeah, fuck you. I'm I'm, going to definitely uh, face the music. And that definitely pushed me on internally. And then I kind of, going back to like the Minotaur, I felt like when when I was turned up, I was like, I've got good guidance, but I was like, I can definitely beat these people. I, you know, my handicap wasn't great. I think at 17, I was about scratch, something like that. And um, I was like, there's, there's a lot of things out here that people, I think I, I could do better. And um, that definitely gave me some inner confidence to definitely push on. And now I think that's such a big key. Like we noticed that coaching and stuff and, you know, having played and gone through different environments and you're seeing it now, like there's, you know, there's all the different, like there's the amount of balls you can hit and so forth but there's nothing quite like being in tournament and being able to look around and kind of observe and be aware of where you are what you have got and what you haven't got and then be able to then you know have the presence of mind to go like right I'm going to go and add that bit in or actually that bit I'm actually much better than I thought I was at that bit and that and that helps you grow that confidence doesn't it yeah definitely that bit of self-assessment yeah that bit of awareness yeah yeah and uh, I think that like, like you said there out of you know, out of uh, a, a bad situation, 
it's how like you respond you kind of reflected on it and then you've responded by going right this is a problem that i can solve here yeah you've obviously you know you've got your dad around who's who's quite a steely character and yeah yeah. uh, to say the least which is which is a great thing and it could you know give you a little push but then you know also on top of that you've gone okay yeah i can get on board with that and i can go sort of thing yeah definitely and um that then like pushed me on to do some definitely better things and I, I always, I, I felt like from uh, definitely my younger years, I was, I, and I feel like it's the strength of my life, really observant on like, other people. Mm. Like, I, I, I quite enjoy watching other people um, and, and like reflecting on why they do it, why, how they do it. And uh, just not even bask, like, and people, people like take the mick out of me, but I like asking loads of questions. But like Michael Campbell always said to me, you can never ask enough. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing you've asked me, I would say even Zane and myself, like you've asked me so many questions. Like I remember even when we would do practice sessions together or something like that, even if you thought I was doing it wrong, like you'd, why, why are you doing that? And yeah. then you would have like your opinion. You would never be scared to put your opinion across. It's not like Todd well. to have an opinion or something, <laughs> uh, is it? No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to argue good. myself. <laughs> it was good because it makes you sort of like question yourself and go through it and then you're like, yeah, okay. And then you ask yourself, okay, I could do this differently or I could do this better and it was good. Yeah, I, I always think like... It's an honesty, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think that I've always been really honest with myself. And I think that's something that has been, again, a, a nice thing that's pushed me on. Like, if, you, if you're brutally honest with yourself, you know where you are. Mm-hmm. And I think going through playing, you know, we're kind of all tiers of golf at the moment. I think there's a lot of people out there that aren't brutally honest. Yeah. You know, they there's... Heads in the crowds a little bit. Yeah, there's yeah. too many like excuses out there in terms of why you can't do something. Like I've always been told in my life, you can do something. Yeah, there's no such word as can't. Like, how bad do you want it? Golf is a great game for excuses, isn't it? So many variables, yeah. especially like it's the wind, pro- especially professional golfers. It's the lie, moaning, and the excuses are oh, everywhere. There's so many excuses <laughs> yeah. you can use. But like, all comes down to you at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, which is kind of what you said. Like, you know, that's what I like about golf. But it's like you said, like, how what you liked about golf. You don't have teammates, no one else to like blame. So it's kind of all down to you, good or bad. At the end of the day, it is down. It's all on you, isn't it? Yeah, and I, well, we have these conversations daily. Oh, it's unfair. Life's unfair. Yeah, you know what I mean. We all don't start on the same page. Yeah, that's right. So, so like, why use that one as an excuse? So you did the first year on the mini tour, then then went back out. Then come home, played a bit of amateur golf during the yeah, year. Yeah, so like I, after that, I actually, after, after taking on that like mindset, that pushed me on and I kind of broke through into like the county team, kind of definitely, put, um, I played a few like lower end of like national events and then just kept progressing, you know, I started to play golf full time. And this probably took you up to the time when um, I think we, we played at, we played at Wisley and um, you earned your nickname Toppy. Yeah, you guys might want to discuss that. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet, yeah. I mean, there's more to this, yeah. right? <laughs> it was uh, we was playing a match, right? Was it a proper match? And we was on the we were on the church second hole, oh, par yeah. five, round to the right, over water, over water, Remember going it. for Taylor it. Taylor made R one, yeah, rescue, nice. stone cold top, top. <laughs> straight in the drink. <laughs> but the, further to that, the um, oh, uh, we were, I actually played with Josh in the what was it, Hell's Club? Me, you, and Scratchy. Oh yeah. By the way, he just got his amateur status back. He's been winning, he's, hasn't he? He's cleaning yeah. up. He played three events. He's won two. I think he's won like the over 35 or over 21, yeah. uh, over 25 he was some, English amateur. He was some player back then. Uh, and he, the, what's the one? The one, the, the one they just had at St. George's Hill. He just won that one as well. Yeah, I don't know the name the, of it, but I did say it. played in, yeah. Yeah. Silver, silver trophy. Silver trophy. Yeah, he's he's turning it on. Where he's taking yeah. like, County from baby. He's a good player, isn't he? Yeah, class. I'm, but I remember he, um, we're out there playing and uh, we're on like 16 of the L's and I think Stu's come out of one of his classic comments and uh, we went with it, like, you know, we, me and Josh are just cracking up and uh, we get down on the uh, 18 and... Um, We've nicknamed him, nicknamed him Scratchy all day and and we get down on 18 and Josh takes his hat off. You know, unfortunately he has no hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the old Stuart Sink. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the sink, Stuart Scratchy and Sinky show. There we go. <laughs> so yeah. You you never, you're never getting away with that one with Todd around here. No, never. Sinky still to the day. Yeah. Okay, so you got through the, the, the Scratchy and Sinky saga. <laughs> you got Toppy. Um, everyone's got their nicknames now, haven't they? 
And from that point, I, I think probably at the Earls Club, we chatted a little bit and, you know, I was like looking at my swimming on camera and you said, can you have a look at this? Yeah, um, yeah I remember like, yeah, at the Earls Club, we were, um, I, I, felt I had a coach at the time. Yeah, He was good for me, you know, he made, made my confidence great. But I had a few really like errant shots in there and I just never understood why. I, I never had any clarity on why. And um, I remember being on the top range at the Earls and uh, you were like, you got a nice swing. And I was like, go on then. Like there's got to be a second catch phrase to that. And he's like, no, no, it's nice. So I think you like videoed a few. And um, I was like, go on, then tell me. He's like, no, you're playing well. So why would I tell you? Mm-hmm. Which I think as a coach, I think that's a brilliant thing. I think I see, you see so many players playing well and then trying to reinvent the wheel. I think you, you were there, weren't you? Yeah. yeah you Josh were there. I remember like putting on a camera. I was like, I was, looks good that. Like, let's film a couple. And then obviously we were there looking at it. And obviously like, you know, I think the first thing that stood out was just naturally you have a very very stable club face, pre just pre impact impact and post impact, yeah. which is a very desirable thing to have as a good as a good player. And I was like saying to you like, God, look at that, it's like, a good is this kid is he all right? Did we we played push. together that week, did we? Yeah, not? yeah, that's how, that's that how it all one. started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. clipped a few afterwards, and then yeah, uh, yeah it was actually um, what the Minotaur finals, I think Muscat Hills, Muscat Hills, yeah. Do you remember that that's when right. you, you had you had nine birdie chances on the back nine? Did I? Do you not remember? Uh, I did. Uh, I do remember hitting it quite close, so quite I a bit on the to, back. Like, shoot seven under the back nine to win the order merit. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, didn't right. make all nine of them, but gave <laughs> it a good go. And, but yeah, <laughs> but the um, no, before that, I was like, I think you went home to see your family and stuff, and then you kind of, I said, can you have a look? Because there was a few shots in there that were just horrific, like big block slices, mm. and um, I felt like if I kind of cured that, off, it was more off the tee, definitely longer clubs. If I cured that, I could definitely do better, and uh, yeah. I sent over a few things and yeah. And then you kind of obviously took it on from there because you then the, obviously the following season, you know, you got into the, got into the England squad. No, that, back not, of that? no, no, that, no. So that, that was like, I, I mean, there's a bit of politics, but my world ranking was getting good because I was playing in pro event, events and stuff and I could definitely. Oh, sorry, you went, you went to like the Spanish AM. Did you go for your yeah. own back? Yeah, I just went off Close. my own back. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, fortunately, you know, I had help outside of that so I could do that. You know, I remember I said to you, would you like help me coach me and stuff? And uh, I think that gave me just like, you gave me clarity mm. in my golf swing and what could do better. And, and I think as an ex-player, well, you still play really, but in terms of you could give me a feel that I could play on the golf course with. Yeah, a bit of understanding. Yeah. yeah and and that really changed my game. Massively. I remember sitting in, um, remember when I was I was living at Woodcote and uh, obviously we were going to start, you know, doing a bit of work together. And obviously dad wanted to come up and meet me because he was obviously funding it, you know, yeah. putting in the money at the time and that sort of stuff. And we were sat there and he's, you know, he's, he's proper on it. And he, he's, he's like, he's got to <laughs> scope everything out. And he's going to me, look, you know, do you think he's got something? Is it worth putting in? And I thought, I can't lie to this guy. Like I need to, you know, he needs to tell him. And I, I, I was, I was comfortable saying like, yeah, there's something there. I don't know exactly what it is, but you can just tell, you can look at some yeah. people and think, it's something a bit different to the next person, yeah. you know, and it's a culmination of things, you know, like technique and attitude and everything. But there was obviously still scope to get better. But I think, you know, you just, you, you're able to take on information really well, which, and happy to listen and, and then decide also, and decide whether you think it's any good or not. Yeah. You don't just take information and be like a scattergun and give everything a try. You'll go like, okay, I'm going to process that. Ask, you know, if there's one thing you want to find out, you'll ask like 15 questions and then you'll decide, okay, that's a yes or a no and move in or out of that. Yeah, I think that goes back to like looking back at like on the Minotaur. I think I, I kind of definitely observe people were like, oh, I, I, I need to make my takeaway better. Yeah, but why? What, why? Yeah. Like, it's funny when you look at some people like, you know, would they're working on something you're like, what is that actually doing? Yeah. How's that actually changing your, your ball flight or your, your game? Yeah, because other like, than making it look nice for Insta. Yeah, you know, it's I think the basics are there, but like you're you're, you're trying to work on your takeaway, but your setup's all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, you know what I mean. So it start start the ground and work up. Mm. But I definitely felt like that. I asked sometimes too many questions, probably getting people's nerves. To be honest, but um, yeah, I felt it works out all right. Yeah, and then. And well, then you had that because you had a pretty solid amateur season. Then you obviously went to the Berkshire. Yeah, so and I mean, Josh had a bit of success at the Berkshire. Won the Berkshire trophy. trophy. Yeah. And then you went to the Berkshire for the English Am and you were kind of on, you know, out on the periphery of the England squads and so forth. And you obviously just stormed through that week and bashed everyone up basically and then won your first kind of major trophy. Yeah, I feel like I'd, I'd actually had some good, like, 
progression through the, through the year. I finished seventh for the Living Trophy. I remember I, I think I, I made the cut of the Portuguese amateur. I'm trying to just you know, I, I'd had some really nice results, and then I kind of I'll never forget it. Like I'm, my dad, you know, steely character, never wants me to do like get ahead of myself. Walking out the door, I feel like everyone's getting a picture of your old man. In yeah, now. <laughs> he's five foot eight. <laughs> I'm joking, and um, he's like, "Oh, don't worry, mate. You're not going to win this one, mate." And he's like, "I'm like, what? I might as well not go." He's like, "No, go and enjoy yourself, but yeah, don't get yourself." And I was thinking, "Nah, do one, mate. I'm going to try and win you. <laughs> I'm playing well. Played. I was nine. I think it's third in, in the uh, stroke play. Played lovely, really. Didn't really miss a shot for two days. And then so two round stroke play." What did you remember you shot? Five under, four under. Nice. Five under blue, four under on the red. Nice. So it was nice. And then... Is yeah. it top 64 or top yeah. 32? Off the top of my head, I think it's 64. I think right. it's higher, the English, yeah. Yeah, right. 64. And then I didn't have to play. I got... Because uh, I finished third, I didn't have to play the preliminary rounds. It goes to 32, I think. And then, um, yeah, just just kind of... My psychologist has been there a long time in part of my career, life, you know, my background story, but parents got divorced and he definitely helped me through that and then um yeah he's still with me today but kind of just guided me through that week was like well it's one match at a time mm-hmm. break that down it's one hole at a time it's one shot at a time like you can't think of like the next round I just like I learned that process there and I kind of just stuck with it and yeah it kind of got me through the first few rounds and then I remember semi-final we had a rain delay like, you know, you, you count your lucky stars sometimes. And I was playing um, Nick Poppleton. I lose the first to a birdie. Played a second to be half and one down. Gets on the third tee, pulls his driver out. 15th. He's got one of those DST clubs. Yeah, with a bench shaft, a bench, training club. Yeah, but training club. So it's like, I've, have I got 15 clubs, haven't I? And like the England golf actually got it wrong. How was that doing? You know what I mean? National, they, 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 I should have gone two up but they only put me one up because I didn't I remember that because it's loss of hole. It's it? just it's lost not, the hole instantly, yeah. yeah. It's not like give a shot back. Not, yeah. they get, so they gave you a half at the first. Yeah. Instead of actually just, just loss of hole. Loss of hole, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, he, he it was a big fiasco. And yeah, understandably, he's obviously devastated. And mm-hmm. I, I think I went like five up on the front nine and I only managed to win one up. So called it back. Yeah, he, he did. He, he really put the, put the pressure on and got into the final. And yeah, just kind of played, I played well for 36 holes and, Managed to get over the line. So I remember I was like walking along in that final. And obviously you had a really good week to that point. And there were obviously, I think after that, they choose up the home international team or something like that. And the captain at the time, who I knew from my day, my days Kevin of Tucker, a yeah. long, 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 long time ago, where this actually uh, Nigel Edwards. I remember him, he said to me, he said, uh, he said, oh, um, it's, uh, Todd, he's been doing all right this year. And I, well, I got, kind of got our eye on him. He's been doing okay. And I was thinking, and I thought to myself, Doing all right. He's been beating your lads all year. Like he should be in this team. And then obviously, and he's. I think he said, "If he goes well here, we'll, we'll have him in." And I was thinking, he's done. He's done well already. Yeah, and obviously, he went on and won and won it. And then that was. Yeah. But that's the nicest. That's the best way, isn't it? To to make you put yourself in a position where they there's no choice. They can't not pick you for something. Like yeah, you pick again, yourself. Basically, again, it went back to like what I believed. You put the trophy in front of you, and then yeah. that's it. We went back to what I believe in golf. Like no one argues that Tiger Woods probably isn't the best golfer to be in my era. Like he's got the most trophies. He's got the, the the best stats behind him. Like that's a fact. And I think like again, if you if you win trophies, you you do the right thing, and you progress. They, they no one can't stop you. And so I love that. It's a bit like um like when you go up through the tours. Some of the events you get into, you require like, invites and so forth, and there can be a bit of back and forth. Like, oh, why has that person got an invite? Or I should have got in this event or not got in this event. But I think, like, we all know the criteria to make sure you're in, you're in a tournament. Like a wild card or uh, that sort of invite is a wild card. Yeah. Like, no one owns those. Like, well, the, the owners of the, of the tournament the own promoter's them. discretion. Yeah. He that, can invite his that, four yeah. sons if he wants to. Exactly. You know that you need to have had your card or a category from last year. Yeah. You can't really moan about it. Whereas, you know, if you stay away from the attitude and just go, you know what, I'm just going to keep playing golf, you end up in a pretty good place. Yeah, like, obviously, you introduced me to Selzy and, like, it still sticks in my mind. Just get your stroke average better. No, that takes so care of itself, simple, isn't it? Uh, like, so simple. Uh, the, the simplest formula, and yeah. I, I, like, still does with me today. It, I still have that as relevance in my life now. Like, I think it's about just over seventy on the Challenge Tour. Like, you get that to sixty nine, and you'll be close to be the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no denying that. Because so there's a few, like, uh, you know, there's you're having success through amateur golf, and then you've had, uh, and then you went back to the Mina Tour, and 
uh, there was always an amateur prize each week. Yep. And I think you went back to the tour then and probably won, what, six? It was, was it six in the bounce yeah, we played or five two, in the bounce? we played two in Morocco and I didn't win those amateur ones. And then I, I didn't, I won every one in a row. You just won all the way in, didn't you? Right yeah. through to the tour championships. And obviously bounded up the world rank, the amateur world rankings. And uh, earned yourself an invite into the Dubai Desert Classic. That seemed like a pretty good experience going to your first event. Yeah, I loved it. Making the cut and uh, kind of being there for the week. And it's a good, it's a fun tournament as well, isn't yeah, fantastic. it? fantastic. I mean, what David Spencer's done for the mini tour, I think it's been incredible. Through other people's opinions, that's fine. But I think what he's done to, to promote golf and Mohammed Berman did to promote golf in the Middle East was fantastic. And yeah, the give opportun- those opportunities. Are yeah, those great. opportunities, are, you know, you, they don't come very easily. Because shape's a bit of where you are. Massively. From that point, because then at that point you've made the cut and you're thinking, well, I'm an amateur and I'm making a cut in a good field. You know, yeah, it's a good I'm, field in Dubai. So yeah. that's another, it's another like notch, isn't it? Like I've got that bit. Yeah, the Minotaur was massively influential in my life. I met, you know, Darren Clark. Um, he, he definitely had an impact on my life. Um, and I actually played the first two days with Darren. Yeah, Sinky. Yes. Not this Stuart Sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met some really good people and um, I remember playing the two rounds of, for, with Henrik Stuart and Darren. And I played great, I finished five under. Uh, early in the on, classic. Uh, yeah, in the yeah. classic, yeah. Fi- early Clark, Friday. Yeah. And um, he come and said to me, he's like, mate, the way you played that, those last four holes was impressive. Um, I could see you like, obviously could start to notice that the cut line's there and stuff. And uh, Because it's a big deal when you get near the cut line. Yeah, especially when you've never played yeah. in a European tournament before and everyone's there watching you. And it's a it's a tough court. It's a you know, proper finish on that side. Yeah. Did you start on 10? And there's some big shots, like eight and nine. Well, yeah, actually, six. you know, yeah, six, six, eight and nine. Are, they're, yeah. they're tough holes. Yeah. And you're I mean, near that line. You did play some really good shots in the way. In. Yeah, I remember play, hitting two and some, like, fond memories on, on eight, definitely. Tee shot on eight and nine, but yeah. they, they, were, they were the business, weren't they? Yeah. And um, can't you Num- come number eight is the, the iconic, for anyone listening, the iconic Dubai hole with the yeah. uh, raised tee and the backdrop of the of city behind. And it's a really awkward fairway because it's across you. Yeah. Yeah. If you get the line slightly wrong, you either, because it sits left to right, you either gun it straight through the fairway if you go a little bit too far left, and then you're in thick rough, which then the second shot's up the hill and the rough's really thick, and you can't really get on the green. It's or hard. if you go right and don't make the but carry it's hard to in cut, the sand. It's hard to cut that corner. We don't, well, over, really you don't overcut it, do you? Yeah. Nah. I always find oh. holes like that the hardest. Mm. I don't know what you, about you, but Sit across I always it. think that, yeah, because you, your fairway's not 25 yards wide, it's like no. 10. Yeah, because yeah. it's sitting across, across you, you uh, a yeah. diagonal. Yeah, because you have to get the right shape. But if you, if, but if you're going to fade it, you don't want to overfade it. No, because you're in the in the desert. Yeah, you're and you're so yeah, and cigars. He, he said that to me in the scoring record. He was like, "Mate, play with some freedom over the weekend and stuff." And I remember like vividly like West Westy missed a cut, uh, four under some big names, and I was like, yeah, "Like I felt then like I want to be at this level. I don't feel like I was out of touch with that. Like obviously there there were definitely some better players and still are but I felt like I was in touch with definitely in tournaments like that so that, that kind of took you through you played a bit of the amateur season just after that and then decided to turn professional yeah I played after that I played 2018 six months after that I played I, I went I won the Nations Cup in Sotto Grande mm-hmm. and then I had a bit of a dip in form and uh, yeah, I decided to turn pro September and uh, had a bit of a slow start I'm not going to pretend I didn't it's two cuts and challenge tour and then made my first pro check in South Africa. Yeah, nice. That was like 354 pounds. <laughs> don't matter though, does no, it? No, I really like, it was like a surreal feeling. Me. I was thinking, like, I'm getting paid to do what I love. This yeah, is this incredible. Is yeah. yeah. Is, is it a reason there were names on my bag? Yeah. <laughs> and we're actually also skirting over the fact that you got your Sunshine Tour card yeah, as an amateur, amateur. Yeah. during that season before you turned professional. So that was a nice little notch as well to have that in there. Yeah. And I think like you look back at times like that where – I went definitely went to that thinking with like no. I remember Ali Miller was like in there to try and sign me as an agent, and he was like, "You've got nothing to lose. So go there." He um, sought me out a room at the sign at Maslow. Lovely it was, and uh, you go there. So I was like free, and you can definitely see playing free golf mm. how much difference it makes to people. They're trying to keep their card, and the, you know the atmosphere was like a bit edgy. And I was thinking, why? Like just playing golf here. Yeah, I I, I didn't I didn't have a care because it didn't matter if I won or lost. Yeah. And I remember like I was flying like 16 under for three days. You got injured, did you not? Yeah, final rounds. Yeah, I barely could move. So I finished second in the end. So, but yeah. So you still got it got it done. So you turned pro and then um, in the following, so the kind of the following season, you would have played your first Euro pro. 
Was it a formative yeah, season? Yeah, an, another Hill? like mad story, really. Like, I had to go first stage of Q school. Like, That's right. Yeah, I was, it was I, terrible I, weather, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, terrible. Got... And I had the same like issues when I had when I played Sunshine Tour. Like, I put a joint at T six, kind of like locks up, still get occasionally today. And uh, I was like, I remember just banging ibuprofen in like it was no tomorrow. And I, I, I got in. It was last, really cold, wasn't it? It yeah, was like sleet and, yeah. and rain and it was freezing cold because it's a, a terrible time of year. It's like March. I think I shot Gold that. course is, is yeah. moody, isn't it, at that time? <laughs> like Condition-wise. Do you remember it? Moody. Condition-wise. It was, wise, so, it was so moody. And then you got through in the playoff, did you yeah, not? Yeah, last man in. First, so first day is Euro Pro, last man in. Yeah, last man in. Went to finals at Relford. sixth, something like that. Cruised it through. Yeah. And then. Onto Brockett Hall, first event of the year. Yeah. Uh, so like, actually, I played the like a week before with Max Coleman, owner of MGP, a friend of ours. Max Coleman Protein, yeah. yeah. Jamie Richards, I can't remember. There was a couple others and I shot 10 under and I was like, this place is unreal. And then. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like, what was it 10 days later, I managed to get the win. So that was nice. And so then you're off, off to a flyer now. So that's kind of, that's a nice thing to go to that level because I guess you'd played above that level. You played the European tour on, you know, on invites and you'd had challenge tour. And, you know, you can't, so you kind of operate to that level and then to, yep. to drop down at Europro level and then to just win, that must be a nice feeling to go, right, I've, I'm betting these guys, like I've got this bit down. I know it's still, not saying it's easy, but you know where your standards are and it probably sits a, just a bit above that. Yeah, definitely. I it, That massively helped my confidence, huge. But I kind of, I looked at my, I was fortunate enough to get seven invites on Challenge Tour for the first year. And I always, I looked at Europros like, that's going to be my filling gaps. So again, I turned up there thinking like, I'm here to win, obviously, like I can't stand losing, probably I'm a horrendous loser. But I, I turned up thinking like, I'm just preparing for Switzerland in two weeks time. Like, let's see where your game's at. Yeah. And yeah, it, it kind of, it was good that week. So it's quite, it's, it's sometimes a good uh, mindset to have like, when you, you know when you play and you think, I'm playing golf this week, but it's part of like the bigger picture. Yeah. I always look at golf as a bigger picture because mm. Like I, I it can think, be stressful week to week, can't it? Yeah, it massively. But I always think if you don't look at it as a bigger picture, I think the game will beat you up. Mm-hmm. Just that, that whatever happens that week is part of the journey to get to the end goal where you want to get to. Yeah, I, I think so. That's whatever how I looked happens, at it. Because yeah. if the day you don't look at it as a bigger picture, are you getting better? Yeah. I, that's all I, that's every time I look at it, I'm like, if, if this is not my me to get to my end journey, because who knows how good you're going to be? Yeah, you know what I always found really interesting is like if, having the mindset of going like if almost writing out right I'm at the end of this year, say, like it's already written, I'm going to win four tournaments and I'm going to have a, you know, whether you did stroke average, these are going to be my stats and I'm going to have earn this much money, have this much success. And then, so that's that done, like write those down and then then just go play. And say if you do, you might win your first event or you might you might miss the cut. But say if you miss the cut, all of a sudden it's not as stressful because you think to yourself, oh, that's weird because it's already written that I'm going to win four events. It's just funny how this is going to play out. Yeah, I, I, and, and it's that, I believe that. You know, I think to, Destiny's to, to written. To pull you towards it, yeah. yeah. I think Destiny's written ahead of you. How would you act if, if it was a given that you're going to win those events? How would you act in a different situation? You would act, respond so differently. But if you're not, yeah. if you're looking short term and you're not working yeah. in the bigger picture, it's... Panic. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, because that's how, I, I mean, I look at it as a, a bigger picture because you then can actually reflect with like some like positivity, mm-hmm. you know, especially over the last few years, I've definitely worked on a positive fight psychology, like look about life. Yeah. And um, that's definitely helped. But if you look at it on week to week, I always think like, well, my putting's not bad. I need to work on that. Oh, my short game wasn't good enough. Like, okay. Yeah. Fine. Like, definitely your stats won't lie, but where's your process to just making that 1% better every week? Mm-hmm. Because in 50 weeks, you're 50% better. Like in one year, so that that goes yeah. from like being I don't know losing a sh- losing a stroke to gaining a stroke. Mm. So you know, and I, that's just how I look at it. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that. Actually, I was chatting to one of the lads today, and they're saying like, and obviously you know you come up in conversation because you know you know people that you've been around like saying bye for you know follow you know you know Sam and he plays on the yeah. on the club pro tour, and he's and he's he's improving. You know, he's not not on he's not uh, taking quite the incline you have, but you know started from a bit further back, and he has he's improved like each year and and then when we were talking about like your golf and that has been a trend for you is like each year like you've gotten better yeah uh, and it's and, it, and to be fair it's actually also shown in rankings where you've played because sometimes it doesn't 
as you get closer to the top, that might not show yeah, quite yeah. as easily. But that is, and as you said, you've explained there, that that's quite a conscious thing of like, I'm going to try and get a bit better all the time. And there's a process to it. It's not trying to become 50% better in a month. Yeah. And that went back to me being 14 years old. And that when, I, when, when that time happened and I got rejected, he's like, all you've got to do, son, is just keep getting better. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got a dream and you keep getting better, I'm here with you the whole ride. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. I go from, if I wasn't a nine handicap at the time, like 14, if I get 8.5, great, I'm getting better. Yeah. And I still look at that as that mindset today. Mm. I think like if Tiger never stood there and thought I can't get any better, he has to have a, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't know him. Goal, yeah. He must have had an outlook like, but he was that good at some point. Cause he that, said that was in, I don't know if you, have you ever read the Hank Haney book? No, I haven't. No. He said that, so it was interesting because obviously he was really good when he under Butch Harmon, but it had gotten to a point where he'd felt like, he like topped out. There wasn't any more yeah. to give him, and Butch was a bit that way. Which, in all fairness, he uh-huh. was he was the business. He just win the US Open by fifteen shots. Yeah, but Tiger couldn't accept that, and so Haney, uh, when it actually, he said when he would work with him, even when he thought he's completely got this, he would never tell him like he's got this. He'd always go, mm, yeah, nearly. He always say nearly, even though he inside if he was saying if I was being honest, I'd be like. Can't see he can be any better than what <laughs> yeah, he's doing right now. But, but he needed yeah, that, yeah. that psyche and he needs to hear that. Because you, you've you been someone who's like been, was at a team around you of like coaches and yeah. like, you know, so you, know, you chatted about salesy. Yeah. Doing the stats, you know, it's kind of a long-winded process, but, you know, the information you got back from that, you were able to then work out, you know, to the minute details and need to hit it closer with certain, with your A-time, so yeah, yeah, yeah. then, you know, not, needs to be two feet closer or your short game needs improvement. And then you had, you know, you've had short game coaches or coach like with yep. James Fridyard, you know, the like, taking a, a bit of a focus on that. And then you like putting coaching, you know, uh, swing coaching and you chat about having a psychologist. It's all part of it. Like to, to, to put it up to now, like what, what, what's happened to happen over the last kind of this year, really, this led you to this point. Like, so like Liam James helped you with your golf swing. Yeah. So like, and then, um, is there been much changes there? Like, you know, how yeah. does, what's the, what's the main things this year what's happened? Or is it just, you feel like it's a progression of all a, the pieces? A, a big progression of all the pieces. I don't think I would, if I look back a year ago, what's got a lot better. I'd be like, well, I'd do this bit better. I'd do that a little bit better. And I also, I think the biggest thing, if I'm look, I look back at it is, it was only a year ago, I took four weeks out because I was like struggling a bit mentally. Mm-hmm. I was like, not, I was putting the work in, not quite getting it out and, I'd lost my way as such. And my like psychologist has been there for like 10 years now. I was like mad. I can't believe it. And, um, you know, we did like four week, we did a, a week's camp up in Norfolk and stuff. And we, we kind of assessed my game and he's like, well, let's take no risk. Let's have a no risk strategy because you're in control, bring control back to you. And then I was like, well, okay. Yeah. So we did, we played, I remember Royal Norfolk, Cromer and like no risk. So there's a bunker at 200, you lay up. And then I was like, okay, so we did that. And that, that then was like, I, I played a bit more freely. because so I was like, well, I can't hit bad shots. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I played solid golf, solid golf. And I would say the biggest switch is my, my mindset of terms of like looking at everything and being grateful for everything mm-hmm. in terms of if you hit a bad shot, be grateful because you're going to learn something. Your next shot could be the best shot you've ever hit. Like I always now try to, so even if like, you know, you're, driving along the road, someone cuts you up, be grateful for it. Like, you know what I mean? Well, he tested my reactions there. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, like, yeah. this sounds ridiculous, but just like really switching my outlook on life. Yeah. Uh, life's unfair. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But like, make it the best it can be. Yeah, I like it. And I think that, that definitely like, that, that was a switch on definitely playing Sunday afternoon. Like, be grateful for what you're doing. You're absolutely crapping yourself. Yeah. But like, you're going to learn. Like take control back. I, I, what are the necessities to hit the good shots and what you can control? Well, okay, my setup, my routine, my process, my thoughts. They're the only four things you can control on a golf mm-hmm. course. Like one millimetre on a golf club, one bit of dirt can make it between going in the water and not being in the water. Can you control that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So why worry about it? So on that point, on so, so your most recent win, so you're leading by plenty on the back nine. Yeah. And then... I don't know exactly what hole it was, but it's on it's on Twitter on the video. Yeah. 
when you hit like a wedge yeah. to the back yeah. of the green and uh, this razzes thing just in. razzes back like 25, 30 <laughs> feet all the way back and told. And it, it must have been spinning back for so long because you've already walked off, like you've walked 20 yards up the hole while it's still razzing yeah. back down the green. What was that feeling like when the, like, the cheer goes in? Because how many ahead were you at that point? Do you know? I, no, I don't. Like, being I, think, I reckon you were probably about four or five ahead and then all of a sudden... That, that kind of cements it really. What was that feeling like when it went in? Because you must know at that point, yeah, I've, so like, I've got a bit of a lead now. It was a good number. It played, it was 90, 95 into, mm. not into the wind. And so like, because I had a question from one, one of the guys said, do you reckon he meant to do that? So like, it sounds ridiculous, but obviously you, you can't say it's going to go in, but that's exactly what we planned to do. You were trying to go past it. It was 90, 95 into the wind and the, the green's like, it sits on this like three foot shelf, this yeah. pin. And, um, it was perfect, like little 54. You're on a slight down slope and it's like raised. It plays like six up from like 90, 90 yards, 89. And um, I hit it and I'm like, yeah, be good. And my, even my caddy Ed, he's like, oh, that's filth. And then I'm like, just carry on walking. And then I'm walking up. Just imagine like Eddie, Ed saying that. Yeah. <laughs> filth. And then, <laughs> and then it like, they start clapping. Clap gets a bit louder. And then you hear like the outrageous geese out there. I don't, he's like, go in. <laughs> and then everyone's just like goes berserk. And I'm yeah. like, that's an unbelievable feeling. Because there must be quite a few people walking around. Yeah. Island golf is incredible. Yeah, Golf in Ireland is just next level. Best, and best the support is amazing. Oh, incredible. Amazing. And it must have been about five, 600 people around Brilliant, this summer. Yeah. And then. And no one saw that frozen rope you had all week that you were pulling it and yeah. pulling it back to the earth. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the old, yeah, they didn't realise they dropped a magnet, but um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, and then I kind of, I only really knew, really knew that I was like probably going to win his on when I walked onto the 16th green. Right. And that's when it all went wrong. Cause, yeah, cause we, do have, we, I did, we did touch on this on a phone call yesterday, but do have a bit of a bone to pick with Todd that when he won, he's uh, on the Euro Pro, last of the par five, yeah. and you still won, but you made bogey at the last. And then, you know, in a real, like, you know, like, dad-like, I'm watching the scores and he's smiled head and I'm like, no, it's part five, probably made birdie there. <laughs> and it come through, like, how many did you win by? Uh, so you still won six. by six. You still won by six, but you made bogey in the last minute. Know, like, yeah. We need to, like, what's, what's happening know. here? Like, got to get that demon off my yeah. back, I think. <laughs> next, next, next time, next time you, like, get in, you know, you've got a nice, comfortable lead. Can you just go and make birdie, please? Uh, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. But no, the... um. You were, like, you were trying to do a Scotty Scheffler on the last hole or something. And it, I look back at like a perfect example. Like I learned then, like I hadn't looked at one scoreboard all day, just focusing on what I can control. Like, yeah, leaderboards are great. That like, You know what I mean? They're for people spectating, they're from excitement. Like I can't control what anyone else does. So why even bother looking? Mm-hmm. And I looked on 16th green, I've got like a 30 footer. I'm like, I make it clear. Roll it up three, two and a half heat horseshoes, tap it in. So, like, do you feel like you was nervous because you had nature, or you? Yeah, my mindset off? changed. Or did you switch off though? You were like it's done deal. Or, yeah, or I, was I, you I like, like switched off, but my mindset changed, and that that just shows to me how massive that can be. Yeah. Is it? Is there a difference? Like, because I think that you probably you would have been nervous all day, but like nervous and focused and on it, and then when you kind of know that you've won, you now like, do you kind of almost snap out the zone a little bit? Yeah. So like now you're nervous, but now you're not in that that hardened hardened yeah, mindset if I, zone. If I looked at it, I was like, I just tried to do the necessities on every shot, mm-hmm. and there I was like, my mindset switched. Like, well, you only need to make three bogeys. Well, I don't need make. <laughs> Whereas like, if someone were one behind you, you wouldn't have done that. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah probably, that. probably yeah. not. No, but like that's how it it switched. And I'd only made like three, but bo- four bogeys that week. Yeah. So are you never going to look at a label ever again? I don't think so. No, ever. I mean, on 18, hopefully. No, <laughs> no I, I mean, at points. But I think if you were one ahead, I think you would deal with that differently. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. As well, yeah. Yeah, like, you you, you know what I mean? you just got to steal your job to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of led you to the point now. So you now one, you're up to number four. Yeah, four. Uh, currently rankings, on yeah. the Challenge Tour, on the rankings. Is it points or euros have it? In over 100,000 points or yeah, euros? Yeah, points, like, sometimes they don't equate, but main, mainly it's point per, per euro per point. kind of, you know, it's... Not done, done, but essentially you've pretty much got some sort of a, a good ranking category on the DP World Tour next year. Yeah. Obviously, the next step is not to take the foot off the pedal because obviously if you finish, if you finish one, two, three, four, five, six, depending on where you finish on the Challenge Tour, means you get on the list to get into the bigger tournaments next year. Yeah. Um. So that would be that's a probably a goal for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, to keep doing what you're doing, yeah, but that would be I, a nice addition. Yeah, obviously, I think finishing top five, there's some good bonuses to that as well in terms of, you know, the, the challenge tour with the support of the DP World, they they give you some like financial support right, for okay. finishing the top five. Yeah. And there's also, work to do still. Yeah, loads. Uh, and it's also like, yeah, get, why not get But you have got your card. So must, uh, that must be quite a nice feeling. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Over the moon about that. Over the moon about being, being able to play at that level. Yeah. So then... So what does the rest of the season look like? Yeah, just going to keep... How many more tournaments have you got? Uh, I think it's 10. I'm so bad at stuff like this. Like Natalie, who works at Octon, she, she's an absolute... She, I think she's like my mum. I don't know if anyone heard that train go past, but I reckon that's the train Todd's on to earn in there. <laughs> yeah. But she like looks after everything. I mean, she basically texts me on a Monday morning where I'm going. <laughs> it's dreadful. Get into, do, you, do you kind of like arrive at the airport and then when the woman says to you, where are you going? You're like, not too sure. sure yeah. Let me check this itinerary Natalie sent me. Yeah, but literally it's like we share, we share like my calendar. It, it is a weird thing and of playing Challenge Tour and European Tour and all, all these different places. I mean, I've, I, can't, I don't know exactly how many tournaments I've played, but I could barely tell you the airports I've flown into or the golf courses and golf clubs that I've been at. There's been venues yeah. that I've been back to on the main tour and Challenge Tour probably three times. If someone said, "Have you played that golf course?" I'd be like, "I don't I'm know a, the name I'm of it." Exactly the same. Which is yeah. mad, isn't same, it? Yeah. I remember playing with like Sinky, and he's like, "Well, we're we playing here." Like, obviously, I'm only new. He's, I'm like, "We're playing here." He's like, "Where's that?" Yeah. It's like played last year, mate. Did I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, honestly, yeah. You don't know the name, so like, right. so a bit more lighthearted. What's the best shot you ever hit? <sighs> That's <to>. some question. Top water. The best shot I've ever hit. Wow, that's some question. Cool. That's, I've got to think about Let's that. Come Josh, what's your best shot you ever hit? Oh. Well, well, first one that springs to mind was I played England-France at Rochester-Cobham. And I, it was my first England match. A 17th hole, drivable par four. And it come down to me. It was the last match. And um, I had all my family there, all my friends there. It was a big deal. And the England manager come up to me and said, don't do anything stupid. Like we're sort of all square. We need to win this. Don't do anything stupid. So I pulled out driver and landed it about a foot from the hole, <laughs> 10 foot pass and then rolled it in for a two. So that, that should was, be good uh, or should be bad. There you nice. go. So that, 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 that was the first shot that comes to my mind. But that, that was doesn't the, sound like you'd be aggressive. Nah, not at all. <laughs> One shot at a time, mate. My best shot. That's my memory's so bad. I wouldn't ever think like, like I wouldn't say my game's like, where it's, uh, that's the best shot. You know so I mean? like I'm the, always the spinning, so impressed with other players' shots. Spinning back sandwich into the hole wasn't the best shot. What, what, what's the best shot you've ever seen? Kelly, for me once, didn't you, mate? I'll tell you what, like your, your <laughs> three iron out of dirt at the L's. Oh, yeah. You always say that. One of the best shots that. I've ever seen. You always say that, yeah. 250 pin. Yeah. Three iron. Yeah. Barely carry my driver that far. Um, the desert, yeah. It's about 12 feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best shots. The that. sound on the strike, on the five. Yeah. For the left or right? Left. Left up, so it's a bit up, bit up. Yeah, the green pins back left. Eyeball, <laughs> eyeball scratchy after that. One. Yeah, I was Some like, that's that. one of the best shots I've ever, ever seen. Mate, yeah. you've hit loads of good shots. Yeah, I've hit loads of good shots, but I would never look, I wouldn't look back. But do you know, there's one, probably one that like doesn't really resonate, but I, I fade it. I remember playing Minotaur final at Isla. Mm, yep, Jordan, yeah. yeah. And um, 17, I'm like, I think I'm, I'm going well. Part five. Five under for the day. I've hit the like, tight t-shirt. Wind's pumping right. out the right. Yeah. Drive it and it leaks. It just, just stays dry. I've got like hybrid and I've hit this purest push high draw. Ball back. Club face open a little bit. Hands down. Just pure high to about 30 feet. Nice. And I was like, that's one of the purest shots nice. of it. Rolled it in for Eagle. I was like, nice. boom. Nice. Bogey the last. <laughs> <laughs> Come back down <laughs> to it. has got her. a theme about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, something, you know, something to work, work on, on now. Exactly, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, it, that's yeah, your next improvement shot. for 2023. Yeah, start birding the last hole. Yeah, but yeah, I remember, I remember that. I like, I remember that being one of my good shots. But yeah, I think I've more probably hitting some good shots under the gun coming down a stretch. Probably, yeah, quite yeah. satisfying feelings. Yeah, and uh, we'll be remiss not to talk a little bit about, a bit about Ed. So Ed's been, been a Play, playing yeah, professional, played, played um, been one of your pals for a long time. Yeah. And then he's, you know, kind of agreed to kind of quit his job and and you've taken him on full time this year, which is, you know, which many players on the way up wouldn't make that sacrifice to, you know, to make that financial sacrifice and, and yep. also that commitment mentally to take on someone full time. And I, I'd imagine that's been quite a, quite a help having someone, you know, not just having your mate around, which is obviously quite nice for Chance Talk. You know, it's not easy. 
Yeah. Don't have necessarily have all the all the bells and whistles of the other tours. You know, there's no, no private jets on the Challenge Tour for sure, and five star hotels. But also, you know, you know, someone knows your game a little bit, and something you can kind of trust with stuff. Yeah, I mean, traveling the world or Europe because you have moment. been through caddies as well. He must be. He's by far and away your longest standing caddy. Yeah. He normally lasts about two and a half weeks for you. Yeah, <laughs> about three. No, at <laughs> a push. No, um, it's been like traveling Europe with one of your mates is mm. well, one of my best mates. It's absolutely brilliant. You know, I mean, so we've had some mad, mad stories. Are they shareable? Yeah, uh, yes. I would say some of them like like good comedy gold. Like um, I'll never like, even like this year <laughs> we're like playing in Scotland. <laughs> He's been doing it a little bit, and um, we get there. I'm like. I'm going quite well. I'm like seventh game into I'm playing on Saturday, second half bar five and pull it a bit in the trees. And we've got like, it looks not that far. And I'm like, how far is that bunker geese? And he's like, um, 258 minus 78, whatever that may be. I think it's 180. Yeah. So I'm like, really? It looks quite close. He's like, no, that's 180. So I chip my seven iron down there, it rolls in the bunker. I'm like, huh? And he's like, oh, geese. I've gone off the pin. <laughs> like, and then, so like, we've had some like good crackers like that. So, and then, um, which has been, you know I mean? You take it lighthearted. Everyone makes mistakes. Mm. All the good work he's done all year and he pulls out. So that, yeah. But then, but then, but then like, he's, he's had some absolute, like, do you know what I mean? In world-class calls in terms of like, even on Sunday, we're playing Yeah, well. what was it like down the stretch uh, there? Was it, is he, is he vocal or is he let you get on with what you like, want to do? Or do you just... Karen's I feel or... like I go less vocal. Like it sounds probably mm-hmm. weird to you boys, but I go less vocal. Yeah, so natural, yeah. I think yeah. I just got to concentrate on my mindset and just keeping it where it needs to be. So then we kind of just discussed the shot we got, the number we've got, and where we you know where we need to leave it. And I felt like it was really good actually. He kind of just told me she's got to be right this pin or or whichever. And um, we yeah, I feel like he was really good you know yeah. what I mean I'm sure he was nervous as well but he didn't really show it Yeah, I think that was like really helped yeah but yeah I mean him being on my bag has been crucial to definitely some improvement fellow fellow Sinky as well isn't he yeah to he's, fair. He, but he's wearing a bucket he's got away from it's it right. yeah <laughs> he um yeah he's he's tried to make a, a trend of a bucket I'm not sure I'll follow that <laughs> so he's on the bucket hat so you're on the visor and he's on the bucket I feel like it's I, quite I, interesting I feel uh, like the visor's got to go because I won yeah, with a hat <sighs> yeah. oh wow really yeah, it's quite devastating. Aza Millen would be gutted. I know. I, I've had a lot of people. We've had to ban you on social media anymore. I know. Yeah, but you know, so I think I only started wearing it, wearing Super a visor, position. so I didn't have a haircut like Josh. Hey, <laughs> 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 ring around the head. How can I wear a visor? No, I'm joking. All right, Mel. <laughs> you um. Oh, I thought I was going to say that. I'll tell you what. Why you think of it? So uh, near the end of our pods. I know you're you're like obviously now Mr. Like grateful for everything. But we do a head's gone. So have you had any heads gone recently? Yeah. Go on then. I snapped my driver on the 14th tee box in France. Did you? Yep. Have gone. Some, have I'm, some of that. What round? Final day. Did you have a oh so it's a final day, so last last yeah. uh that and that 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 Was that, that at Plenough? I I no no, it was Le Vidre. Ah, okay, I don't I think your driver's uh, grateful for that moment. Do you know what? Like, but then, yeah, mad, yeah, mad three. But I look back at that, and that, that changed my mentality because I was getting a bit angry on the course, getting frustrated, playing well. And I look back and I was like, my psychologist tells me, he's like, we all have twat moments. Like, it's natural. I look back and I was like, I kind of made a rule for myself. I am never going to get angry mm. on the golf course ever yeah. again. I'm two tournaments down. I'm uh, too fair. I haven't got angry. Yeah. Like, if that didn't happen, would I still be in the same place? It might be. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. You, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I, and I look at that, and that's the first club I've ever broken. Is it in tournament play? Yeah. Nice. And then uh, the next hole, three wood, three wood, par five, birdie. <laughs> all happened for a reason. Yeah, it all there happened for go. a reason. Nice. Can you remember what you're going to ask him? I was going to ask him if he's going to wear the same boxes as he wore last Sunday as well. But he's still wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward when I say I don't wear them. No I'm joking. <laughs> I actually went commando. So I don't do that every round. <laughs> but no, the um, yeah. Been some yeah some journey. I'm still looking forward to what's ahead. Brilliant, mate. Really good. Um, thanks for chatting to us about it, and you know, it's really interesting hearing some of your story. We, we knew part of your a lot, a lot of your story, part of it, and then you know, just a bit more about what's been happening recently, and then 
you know, excited to see how the rest of this year goes and uh, and then beyond really, you know, World Your Oyster with all of it. No, yeah, I've obviously been delighted to be invited on. I've been listening to the pod for a little while, so it's been good. Thank you. Any more, anything else you want to chat about? I just uh, just want to know when he's going to come and do a challenge with us, mate. Yeah, so we need to get come you into a little challenge with us. Come on. If you want to do it. Well, we've got, we got a couple of games. We've got Cat and Mouse. Cat and Mouse. Yeah, go on, talk which is, I've seen this. We've got to talk about doesn't overly it wouldn't overly work between us because a cat and mouse is basically where you know if um your dad your dad pays off 24 something like that 24 basically you get on the first tee and let's say you're a plus five plus six so you start at five over par and then he starts at 24 under par on the first tee then you just play so so you're the cat he's the mouse and you're just trying to catch him the whole way so we can just go and have a match anyway because we'll we'll just play We'll play. Although I'm happy to take shots um, off him now. Uh, or I'm also happy to have him on our scramble team. Yeah. <laughs> but the other one is a scramble. So we do a six hole, um, six hole scramble. And the goal is to try and shoot six under par. And okay. we film it and there's no do overs. There's no like, oh, we're going to get a bit of a moody t-shirt on the first one. I will just we'll edit that one out. There's none yeah. of that. It is, it is all. Every shot counts. Yeah, it's got to go. But what yeah. I think what we'll do, we'll evolve it, evolve it, is you get a partner. All right. Whoever that might be. And you come and take on Josh and I. And we're doing nine holes scramble. And is that pick the best shot? Yeah, just uh, t- two ball scramble. Where are we yeah. playing? We'll play wherever you want to go. We we'll, like we can go. We won't go Brocky because you keep saying you shoot ten on the par around there. Yeah, or well, Wentworth off, yeah. the, off the yellows. No, went off the yellows. We'll, we'll, we'll Wisley come to Wisley. Yeah, no problem. Who, are you, have you got some people in mind? Do you want to make a call now or are you Blandy? Gonna, you go Blandy. Oh no. no, no. <laughs> Yeah. Right, end the pod. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Cut that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we get, okay, you and Blandy versus Whitey and I. Yeah, I reckon he'd be up for that. Perfect. Loves a challenge, the boy. All right, cool. Yeah. Decent. We'll get him some sausage rolls before he goes out. Yeah. Now, do what we'll do. We'll take him on a bike ride. Yes, we will. We'll take him up Box Hill. He lives Box right next door, so he's got yeah. no excuses. Yeah. We'll do that, and then we'll go play in the afternoon. Do you know what? He's we'll been, organize he, the whole I'll day. tell you what, he's been really influential recently in my Yeah, we've career, not really yeah. chatted about that. He's no. been helpful, hasn't he? Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Um, like to plug, to pick his brains on like why he's been successful. And he kind of just said to me, mate, you got to find your formula. I mean, there's a there's another out conversation there, but mm. to to find your formula to make you the best player. Yeah. I think it's been crucial. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm not going to be someone that's going to be a Bryson DeChambeau. I accept that. Mm. So I've got to find other ways. Whereas like, you know, like Blandy. Because he's found his formula. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, and he, he's taken a long time, I think, but it, he says like, and I'm not, I don't hit it the furthest, but I hit it, get me the fairway. My long irons get me near the green. But like, it, he's realised that I'm going to be a world-class wedge player, good, a good putter and a reasonable iron player. Mm. You know what I mean? 50th in the world. So. Yeah. I mean, he, he seems like, uh, since he, so he kind of, he joined Wisley, so you get to see how he operates. And he's, he's done the same swing drill since I've pretty much ever known him. He's, you know, not one to fuss around. He's happy to do the same thing over and over and over if he thinks it works. And then he, he bought his GC quad without any club data. So he just had the, just the ball data on it. And I mean, he just went out just hitting. I mean, he just does, it seems to just do his numbers over and over and over. And then when you play golf with him, he just seems to hit it pin high over and over and over. It doesn't, he doesn't there's never like a, a five, six yards short or five, six yards past. Nah. He seems to be like, like bang on a bit like yourself. Really. Yeah. Well, he, he gave me a good game. I mean, I'm happy to share it, but like, you got twenty. You, you write down twenty yardages random mm. between your wedge number, so between fifty and one thirty-five for me. And yeah, you going to write this down, right? So go on. Twenty, <laughs> 20 <laughs> numbers. Twenty random numbers between your wedge numbers. So f- oh, I go fifty and one thirty-five. So fifty. You get one mulligan. Yeah. You got to say it's, you know you're going to hit this one eighty-seven. You hit eighty-nine. You got two difference. Okay. So one mulligan. Yeah. Yep. And you basically got you've got you got a total of difference to every single shot. So uh, from from away from your target? From your shot. So say it's 87, you had 89 too. Yeah. If you read it 50, 56, you've got six. Right. And his best is under 30. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty damn good, isn't it? Yeah, like, I, I mean, for me at the moment, I, if I get under 50, I'm quite pleased with that. So his best is under 30. He, he actually did say he was on for he was on for 19. Yeah. And then his track man is GC Quad. <laughs> Run out of battery. <laughs> Limited. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> 
He was on for 19. Oh, no. Lesson learnt there. Yeah. Charged the quad. Yeah. So like, and just been he's quite slow, though, and he probably took ages. Just, probably yeah. ran out of battery. The, the machine's Wiped his grip seven times. <laughs> okay, now, Blandy. Oh, I'm done with this. Yeah. So like, it's, been, it's been really good to like pick his brains. And, and obviously, he's spending better, more time with better players now. Yeah. And, and like, he, he played DJ in the World Golf Championships. And like, it was interesting. To, he said, like, I just see his mindset switch after five holes, he was one down. He said that he was all chit-chatting nice yeah. for the first few holes and he said he Game. went to DJ yeah. mode. Just didn't talk. Yeah. And it's like really like interesting to see and, and hear about what what the best players in the world do. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy, Blandy. One thing that does annoy me though is he's had all this success recently and you know, obviously he's like to, I know it's a wedge, but he still hasn't bought an S-Works. Every yeah. time I see him, he needs to buy an S-Works bike. He needs a, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get him on the I'm still yet to see his wallet. <laughs> oh, I like it well that was good that we'll just run over an hour there so I think that's a, that's enough from us we'll, we can yeah, we'll get you back on and we'll Definitely. hopefully uh, you'll win again so we'll talk about your new win but yeah really good great win recently mate we're yes, really mate. pleased for you yeah, we, well, we, we track all your track all your stuff and uh, have a good rest of the season and uh, YT yeah. thanks for your time as always mate thank you mate legend cheers Todd cheers guys thanks for having me thanks and for then, the challenge um, and Stacey will get really annoyed if I don't say like subscribe at Bear Tiger and all the different social handles yeah. so that keeps him happy and all the hashtag Slatey hashtag JSNFT <laughs> nice one cheers boys cheers guys cheers